0: Parts of Jack Alderman's last days were chronicled by Lauren Cogswell. Cogswell encountered Jack on Georgia's death row. Two parts of her story, I thought, fit the spirit of this Sunday. In preparation for Jack's execution, the rest of the prison was in lockdown, and two guards came into Jack's cell with papers final papers to be filled out. They also intended to collect his belongings to be listed and bagged and then delivered to his family. Jack said he had no belongings. What do you mean you don't have anything? I don't have anything. The guards looked around his cell and realized that it's true. He wasn't hiding anything. It was empty. Well, after the confusion of not quite knowing what to do at that point, they decided to move on to the next page, to their next task. And one asked, what do you want for your last meal? Nothing. Knowing Jack was from Savannah, one guard said, not even a pile of fried shrimp? Nothing. Nothing. Later, Jack said, of course I would love a pile of fried shrimp, but not here, not from the people who are going to kill me. I will not allow the ones who are killing me to pretend that they can both be kind to me and kill me at the same time. Before the officers came to Jack's cell, Jack had given away all his clothes, all his belongings, he gave to a loved one the cross that he had always worn around his neck. He gave away his shoes, books, towel, and cup. In his last weeks, as his loved ones made sure he had money in his jail account for items at the commissary, Jack emptied his account and bought food for everyone on the cell block. He gave away everything so, everything he had so that even as the prison tried to murder him in shame... In Cogswell's words, he would walk toward God with compassion and dignity. Another impressive part of Jack's story that relates to the passion story was that even after one guard had ratcheted his handcuffs so tightly that Jack winced, Jack replaced suffering with grace. As his pastors visited with him that day, the week before his death, he introduced them by name to another of the guards, as kindly as you might introduce me to your table mate if we saw each other in a restaurant. At the end of the visit, that guard said with honest sincerity, thank you for coming to visit. It was nice to meet you and I hope I'll see you again sometime. And Cogswell noted that even at this moment, when Jack was being humiliated and harmed, he remained rooted in love. In a moment of suffering, this prisoner on death row was filled with grace. Jack brought out the best in both of us, and he made us more human and more fully alive. In the Linton journey towards the cross... Jesus resists the death of the empire that oppresses the poor and the most vulnerable. He resists the kind of death, perhaps, the shame and that suffering. He transforms moments of suffering and judgment into life-giving moments of grace. Here now, the passion of our Lord according to Mark. It was two days before the Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The chief priests and the scribes were looking for a way to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. For they said, not during the festival or there may be a riot among the people. While he was at Bethany in the house of Simon the leper... As he sat at the table, a woman came with an alabaster jar, a very costly ointment of nard, and she broke open the jar and poured the ointment on his head. But some were there who said to one another in anger, why was the ointment wasted in this way? For this ointment could have been sold for more than 300 denarii and the money given to the poor. And they scolded her. But Jesus said, Let her alone. Why do you trouble her? She has performed a good service for me. For you always have the poor with you, and you can show kindness to them whenever you wish. But you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed my body beforehand for its burial. Truly I tell you, Wherever the good news is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will be told in remembrance of her.
1: Then Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went to the chief priests in order to betray him to them. When they heard it, they were greatly pleased and promised to give him money. So he began to look for an opportunity to betray him.
2: On the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, his disciples said to him, Where do you want us to go and make the preparations for you to eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go into the city, and a man carrying a jar of water will meet you. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, The teacher asks, Where is my guest room where I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you a large room upstairs, furnished and ready. Make preparations for us there. So the disciples went out and went to the city and found everything as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover meal.
3: When it was evening, he came with the twelve, and when they had taken their places and were eating, Jesus said, Truly I tell you, One of you will betray me, one who is eating with me. They began to be distressed and to say to to him one after another, Surely not I. He said to them, It is one of the twelve, one who is dipping bread into the bowl with me. For the Son of Man goes as it is written of him, but woe to the one by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been better
1: for that one not to have been born. While they were eating, he took a loaf of bread, and after blessing it, he broke it and gave it to them, and said, Take, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and after giving thanks, he gave it to them, and all of them drank from it. He said to them, This is my blood of the covenant, which is poured out for many. Truly I tell you, I will never again drink of the fruit of the vine until that day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God.
2: When they had sung the hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And Jesus said to them, You will all become deserters, for it is written, I will strike the shepherd, and the the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised up, I will go before you to Galilee. Peter said to him, Even though all become deserters, I will not. Jesus said to him, Truly I tell you, this day, this very night, before the cock crows twice— You will deny me three times. But he said vehemently, Even though I must die with you, I will not deny you. And all of them said the same.
3: They went to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I pray. He took with him Peter and James and John and began to be distressed and agitated. And he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and keep awake. And going a little farther, he threw himself on the ground and prayed that, if it were possible, the hour might pass from him. He said, Abba, Father, for you all things are possible. Remove this cup from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. He came and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Could you not keep awake one hour? Keep awake and pray that you may not come into the time of trial. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. And again he went away and prayed, saying the same words. And once more he came and found them sleeping, for their eyes were very heavy, and they did not know what to say to him. He came a third time and said to them, Are you still sleeping and taking your rest? Enough! The hour has come. The Son of Man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Get up and let us be going. See, my betrayer
1: is at hand. Immediately, while he was still speaking, Judas, one of the twelve, arrived, and with him there was a crowd with swords and clubs, from the chief priests, the scribes, and the elders. Now the betrayer had given them a sign, saying, The one I will kiss is the man. Arrest him and lead him away under guard. So when he came, he went up to him at once and said, Rabbi, and kissed him. Then they laid hands on him and arrested him. But one of those who stood near drew his sword and struck the slave of the high priest, cutting off his ear. Then Jesus said to them, Have you come out with swords and clubs to arrest me as though I were a bandit? Day after day I was with you in the temple, teaching, and you did not arrest me, but let the scriptures be fulfilled. All of them deserted him and fled. A certain young man was following him, wearing nothing but a linen cloth. They caught hold of him, but he left the linen cloth and ran off naked.
2: They took Jesus to the high priest, and all the chief priests, the elders, and the scribes were assembled. Peter had followed him at a distance, right into the courtyard of the high priest, and he was sitting with the guards, warming himself at the fire. Now the chief priests and the whole council were looking for testimony against Jesus to put him to death, but they found none. For many gave false testimony against him, and their testimony did not agree. Some stood up and gave false testimony against him, saying, We heard him say, I will destroy this temple that is made with hands, and in three days I will build another not made with hands. But even on this point their testimony did not agree. Then the high priest stood up before them and asked Jesus, Have you no answer? What is it that they testify against you? But he was silent and did not answer. Again, the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of the power and coming with the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his clothes and said, Why do we still need witnesses? You have heard his blasphemy. What is your decision? All of them condemned him as serving death. Some began to spit on him, to blindfold him, and to strike him, saying to him, Prophecy. The guards also took him over and beat him.
3: While Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came by. When she saw Peter warming himself, she stared at him and said, You also were with Jesus, the man from Nazareth. But he denied it, saying, I do not know or understand what you are talking about. And he went out into the forecourt. Then the cock crowed, and the servant girl, on seeing him, began again to say to the bystanders, This man is one of them. But again he denied it. Then after a little while, the bystanders again said to Peter, Certainly you are one of them, for you are a Galilean. But he began to curse, and he swore an oath. I do not know this man you are talking about. At that moment, the cock crowed for the second time. Then Peter remembered that Jesus had said to him, Before the cock crows twice, you will deny me three
1: times. And he broke down and wept. As soon as it was morning, the chief priests held a consultation with the elders and scribes in the whole council. They bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered him, You say so. Then the chief priest accused him of many things. Pilate asked him again, have you no answer? See how many charges they bring against you. But Jesus made no further reply, so that Pilate was amazed.
2: Now at the festival he used to release a prisoner for them, any one for whom they asked. Now a man called Barabbas was in prison with the rebels who had committed murder during the insurrection. So the crowd came and began to ask Pilate to do for them according to his custom. Then he answered them, Do you want me to release for you the king of the Jews? For he realized that it was out of jealousy that the chief priests had handed him over. But the chief priests stirred up the crowd to have him release Barabbas for them instead. Pilate spoke to them again. Then what do you wish me to do with the man you call the king of the Jews? They shouted back, Crucify him. Pilate asked them, Why?
3: And they began saluting him, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck his head with a reed, spat upon him, and knelt down in homage to him. After mocking him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. Then they
1: led him out to crucify him. They compelled a passerby who was coming in from the country to carry his cross. It was Simon of Cyrene, the father of Alexander and Rufus. Then they brought Jesus to the place called Golgotha, which means the place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it, and they crucified him and divided his clothes among them, casting lumps to decide which, what each should take.
2: It was nine o'clock in the morning when they crucified him. The inscription of the charge against him read, The King of the Jews, and with him they crucified two bandits, one on his right and one on his left. Those who passed by derided him, shaking their heads and saying, Aha! You who would destroy the temple and build it in three days, save yourself and come down from the cross. In the same way, the chief priests, along with the scribes, were also mocking him among themselves and saying, He saved others, he cannot save himself. Let the Messiah, the King of Israel, come down from the cross now so that we may see and believe. Those who were crucified with him also taunted him
3: darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon at three o'clock Jesus cried out with a loud voice Eloi Eloi which means my God my God why have you forsaken me when some of the bystanders heard it they said listen he is calling for Elijah and someone ran filled a sponge with sour rind put it on a stick and gave it to him to drink saying wait let us see whether Elijah will come to take him down then Jesus gave a loud cry and breathed his last. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. Now, when the centurion who stood facing him saw that in this way he breathed his last, he said, Truly, this man was God's
1: son. There were also women looking on from a distance. Among them were Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James the younger and of Joseph and Salome. These used to follow him and provided for him when he was in Galilee. And there were many other women who had come up with him to Jerusalem.
2: When evening had come, and since it was the day of preparation, that is, the day before the Sabbath, Joseph of Arimathea, a respected member of the council who also himself waited expectantly for the kingdom of God, went boldly to Pilate and asked for the body of Jesus. Then Pilate wondered if he were already dead, and summoning the centurion, he asked him whether he had been dead for some time. When he learned from the centurion that he was dead, he granted the body to Joseph.
3: Then Joseph bought a linen cloth, and taking down the body, wrapped it in the linen cloth and laid it in a tomb that had been hewn out of the rock. He then rolled a stone against the door of the tomb. Mary Magdalene and Mary the mother of Joseph saw where the body was laid.
0: Here ends the reading. As we go through the coming week, we can allow the various aspects of this story to infuse our days. We can be strengthened by Jesus' commitment to nonviolence and to sacrifice. We can cringe at the ways we also shout out, let him be crucified. We can remember that just like evil multiplies evil, grace multiplies grace. And we can know, as with Jack Alderman dying with dignity on death row, that even in the long and dark wait for death, there is life There is grace, there is hope, and there is resurrection. Let's pray together. Holy God, though we cannot truly comprehend all that went on these many years ago, we pray that you would speak to us through the story of Jesus Help us to follow in his footsteps of grace, of peace, of utter love shown through sacrifice. God of love, you can teach each of us something new through this story this week. and We pray that we might be attentive then to the mysterious ways that you work in our minds and our spirits so that we might follow you in a new way. We pray these things in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Messiah. Amen.